Hello guys, my name is Anthony DeMassa. And I'm Nico Mocatel. And today we're going to be discussing this week's topic, uh, remixes, and is everything a remix? <laughs> <laughs> now, the first reading I remember we did was the Ferguson one from 2015. You want to talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, well that one was the, uh, that one was the video, I believe, right? Ferguson? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cut, cut this, re- cut this. <laughs> <laughs> well, edit it out and post. Edit it out and post. Uh, so pretty much the video talked about how, in pretty much any any topic, whether it be music or movies or even inventions, that that something preceded it, preceded it that had an effect on that. Whether it be Led Zeppelin ripping off other musicians from the past with, with lyrics or or uh, guitar riffs or whatever or if it's Hollywood went there with most of the movies that are ho- in Hollywood they're either sequels remakes or the adaptations of comics or books or, or games like everything is a remix pretty much whereas everything is influenced or is some sort of adaptation of something from the past and yeah yeah and uh... Yeah, they even highlight it in the video, and they say something like 74 out of last uh, 100 films made were either remakes, prequels, or sequels. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were even talking about it before where we said uh, that this kind of incentivizes people to not be as creative, almost, because they always want to re- recreate something that's already been done. So it feels like there's almost been, uh, like, it's almost completely saturated in the market where everything is just a copy of something else or a remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely... You definitely get that feeling where like even with the uh, the marvel movies where there's so many I, there's definitely such a oversaturation of the, the comic book movies like i feel like every every couple of months there's a new comic book movie coming out because they're so successful and i do like them but it's just it gets to the point it's like they're gonna run out of heroes eventually surely or yeah <laughs> exactly uh yeah, and they even go down how you can break uh, most movie da- movies down into different uh, using different tropes. I remember what they were talking about was the horror movie genre, where they mentioned uh, how there's only really slashers or sci-fi or different uh, different common threads or different common uh, ingredients really that they use to make these different movies. Yeah, I've, a lot of movies have they share like very generic tropes like the uh, damsel in distress where the he- main hero has to save their love interest from. The evil bad guy. I, I know a lot of TV shows and movies. They follow that pattern a lot, and it's a successful one. <laughs> yeah, anywhere from indie movies to uh, like major blockbusters. I remember they even brought up uh, Star Wars, where they yeah. said that it uses like a similar similar system. You know, there's always that one wise man he has to save he has to save a woman, or there's two like comedic people. Yeah, like two comic relief. Yeah, 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 comic relief. Yeah, Star Wars is like always on this pedestal of being like such an innovative movie and it's so ahead of its time but in actuality it took part and while it is still innovative but it took a lot of its parts from from movies that already existed and that's the case for so many things like they talked about the uh like inventions like the steam engine like it was invented in the 1800s but all of its parts that were put together to make it were already around for decades it was just yeah. him coming the whoever invented i don't remember his name just and putting it all together and combining it and making the whole the whole product the new product the new thing yeah they even highlight that there's a copy there's change and then there's combining the two mm-hmm. to improve it basically like they gave the example was um 
Ford in the Model uh, the Model T, like uh, the, the, using the assembly line. Yeah. Basically, they, the assembly lines mass production existed, and they had these cars that were out, but they never really mass produced them in this quantity. Comparing com- combining the two things. Yep. And uh, I think it's pretty much all we had to say about the video. Yeah. Now should we talk about Knoble, Noble, and Lancashire? Yeah. So he pretty much I, he took the not the next step from the video where I, he went into more detail about so, uh, different kinds of remixes, uh, probably into more niche topics. Like for example, he talked about uh, photoshopping. Like that's a remix of like photoshopping images is a remix of the original images and music videos and remixes and went into detail about AMVs and how that those are remixes of not only the song but the the uh, the anime that they're they're making it from. Yeah, yeah. and even there's one uh, I remember everyone you know would watch AMVs back in the day. I remember I always watched the Shadows Within videos. Shameless plug. That's me. It is him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Nico's. But... Uh, everyone like, comment, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's always it's it's so fun and like almost refreshing to see that remixes were something that's thought of only being in music, but now since most music is made with hardware, software, you know, not really mm-hmm. made with traditional instruments, that it kind of shifted the idea of what we thought of as a remix. And you talked about Photoshop, and you know, there's also different machinimas which are like using a video game engine to make yeah. a uh, like a fan made parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one that comes to mind is like Red versus Blue. Yep, I remember I always watched that. I used to watch them too. Yeah, nah. and it's fun seeing that it's in a good in a way it's it's good to have that everything is able to be remixed and redone because then it allows like a, a deeper and more accessible. Yeah, it's like uh, a new perspective on on whatever they're they're remixing or in that case parodying. Yeah, exactly. I know parodies are like a huge. I remember. I don't know if you've watched uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged like, but it's a parody on YouTube. But it's like it's like these couple of guys they decided to abridge Dragon Ball Z and they're all voice actors and that's how they got their start is with the Dragon yeah. Ball Z Abridged series and now they're they're professional voice actors and they they they've uh dubbed their own show like they an own original anime they are the voice cast for it and they got their start on YouTube making Dragon Ball Z parodies yeah and I think exactly you, no yeah. it makes it more accessible for everyone and the fact mm-hmm. that they're able to reach out reach out to this whole new audience you know provide a whole different take on it it's just uh, something that's really incredible yeah and you also uh you brought up earlier about the dog, the the breeds of dogs. Like this was something that I never even thought yeah. about would be a remix, but in a way it is. So if you want to talk about that, yeah, no, it's very true. They uh, the author actually really he brought into the account how people will mix different breeds of dogs, and then eventually they'll actually produce a breed that's infertile. And he provided that as like a an example of using it for remixes, saying that you're able to remix so many different things, but when you change it with uh when you compare that with a dog they actually can become infertile kind of like the uh the remixes being unable to make another remix mm-hmm. yeah and that's something like breeding dogs like uh, that's not something you would think of as a remix but in a way it is because like you're combining the different aspects of dogs together to make a, a whole new a whole new breed like a whole new a whole new being and it's a it's a it's a remix in a way i just thought that was like yeah like suit like i never even thought about it in that way before so i thought that was super interesting that the author brought that up or authors yeah something else that's really great too it's like in, in every medium it, it's able to be remixed even like the, the author even brought up fan fiction and that's yeah. even something that someone can think up and like think of a plot for think of a i don't know a ship for and maybe five minutes and come up with something different yeah. material for the topic <laughs> yeah, my, girl, my girlfriend used to write fan fictions oh my god so did mine <laughs> 
she used to write a uh, Beatles fan <coughs> fictions, and I thought as hilarious. Like, well, I think I think she did supernatural fan fictions too. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah mine did a, did a lot of croak in a basket. You might oh, ask that's croak in a basket like a recent show. <laughs> yep, it is. Not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we have to say about that yeah. reading. <laughs> um, the next one was the James from uh, James reading from 2016. Mm. <laughs> you want to talk about that one? Yeah. So the the part that stuck out to me the most was they talked about a uh, hip hop. As in how African Americans who were unhappy with racial oppression perpetrated by the mainstream media, they used rap and hip hop as a way to give disenfranchised people a platform to speak on. I thought thought that was super true because hip hop is like the what made sampling or remixing the most well known. Like if you think of sampling, which is a remix, you think automatically associate that with hip hop because hip hop artists sample so many so many uh, sources of, of music, whether it be old school hip hop artists or if they throw sampling, a lot of times they sample classic rock or classic heavy metal songs in their, in their own songs. And it's just, it makes for like this subtle but new combination of sounds. It, it, it makes for yeah. a very interesting combo. I know yeah, the reading I talked it's, about, it's really... uh, oops, sorry, if you want to you go ahead. No, 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 please. Okay, go ahead. I know the reading talked about. Uh, what's it, what was it? Uh, I just read it. Uh, Public Enemy. Uh, Public Enemy was huge in doing that, of of giving African Americans that voice, and using that as a voice for change. I just thought it was just very inspiring because usually hip hop gets this uh, bad rap of, like being all about. Rap, no pun rappers, intended. yep, <laughs> rap, rapping <laughs> about girls and drugs and money, but at the same time, a lot of hip hop is is giving a voice to the voiceless in a way. And like yeah, one, a, a modern example would be like the Childish Gambino song "This Is America," where even where he talks a lot about socio political issues in that song, and yeah, the song itself is also. A remix it has a lot of things in there that that are callbacks to other things in history whether it be uh the, Jim the pose Crow he laws. takes yeah the pose he takes when he shoots uh the man at the beginning of the video reminiscence of jim crow that's a remix uh when the shooting of the church members in the music video it's a that's a callback to the uh the church shooting in south or north carolina and he just puts all of the and even in the background there's a bunch of things like there's biblical references that, yeah and even the dances that he's using are remix are a popular dances in pop culture so he just puts all these things together into this into this piece of of, of social commentary that's a hip-hop song and yeah. he puts it all together to really send his message out there in a very creative way yeah and it's even it's funny that you bring up the childish Gambino uh, video. This is America because uh, I remember in one of our earlier chapters when we were talking about uh, memes and how they they can be like shared with everyone, so it kind of offers that interconnectability. Uh, I remember one of our classmates I actually forgot who it was, but she uh, she commented how that became a meme. The This is America video became a meme. And you kind of think about it, and memes really are like in and of itself they are remixes because yeah. they're references and like reflections on different things that are happening happening culturally or like sociopolitically. Yeah, definitely memes. Like everything is a remix. Like you just go down this rabbit hole. You just you take one thing. Like 
uh, memes are a remix. Uh, you, everything is a remix, and it's just you start going down this rabbit hole, and you just start realizing, wow, like this this TV remote in front of me is a remix because it uses parts from. It was created by using parts that someone else created and putting it together to make that TV remote or the TV behind me. It's just very. It's just you just start like confusing yourself after a while if you just keep going deep enough. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was really interesting and I, I really do like the whole idea of everything being a remix I you know in a way that this chapter kind of did convince me that everything in a way is because even to innovate you have to be taught the basics like the core about the core thoughts of stuff and then when you learn after that you're all just you're basically just copying the yep. information that's already been like discovered and that yep. leads to more innovation which uh you know the whole the whole idea the whole like vicious cycle of it it's really interesting yeah the Ferguson video talked about that where you can't yeah. be original until you copy like you have to copy to learn, and then you can combine previous elements to make something that's brand new. So, in a way, remixing is necessary. So, co pretty much copying is necessary to be original, in a way. Yeah. So, uh, I think we pretty much touched on everything mm -hmm. we uh, wanted to talk about. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, thank you very much. I was Anthony DeMassa. And I'm Nico Mokatel. Thank you very much for listening. Dilly dilly. Thank <laughs> you.